Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 77 of Amber on Podcast. Thank you for joining me. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. You'll get a weekly dose of solutions and tools to help you lead a more joyful, informed, and meaningful life. Every Thursday, I release a new episode that is aimed at doing more good, and I would love to have you join me. This week, we are talking about a very important topic. One that has had a huge impact on my life and relationships. This thing touches each and every one of us and likely plays some kind of role in your life. Maybe it's a big role. Maybe it's a small one. The topic of today's show is alcohol. Why we drink and the role alcohol plays in our culture. Also, how to change the way you think about alcohol and what it means to live an alcohol-free life. This is new and exciting information for me to share with you, dear listeners. I love the idea of questioning everything you are doing in your life and asking yourself, is this really serving me and helping me get to where I want to go? As you will hear, for many people, alcohol is not getting them where they want to go and is causing them to live life at a 6 out of 10 instead of a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. I want you to live your life at a 9 out of 10, dear listeners, or higher. So let's get you the tools you need to make that happen. And let's start the show. At the beginning of this year, I made a big change. I decided to go alcohol-free and change my lifestyle. It wasn't the result of some meditation retreat, or some grand epiphany. I am no saint. I decided to go alcohol-free because I could see the negative impact it was having on my life and my relationships. I drank a lot, easily four to six drinks per night for about five years. So when I decided to quit drinking, I knew it would be a big change for me. I had no idea the other changes that would take place as a result of going alcohol-free. Now it's been a little over seven months since I quit drinking, and I feel so good that I never want to go back. Can you imagine... I'm surprised by this finding as well because I really loved alcohol and I enjoyed the feeling it gave me. Until this changed, I I realized that alcohol was not helping me accomplish things in my life. It wasn't helping me be a better person or friend or sister or girlfriend. It was holding me back. 
For me, my alcohol was an addiction, but this is not the case for everyone who drinks. Many people drink socially, maybe a drink or two during the week. Maybe get a little drunk on the weekend sometimes. This was the case for our friend James Swanick. James is an Australian-American entrepreneur who helps social drinkers reduce or quit alcohol. James is the creator of the 30-Day No Alcohol Challenge. And James was a social drinker who drank a little during the week and a little more on the weekends. Australian culture is like American culture, is very heavy into drinking. Over time, he noticed it was slowing him down. He put on weight. He wasn't sleeping great. He was living life at a 6 out of 10. Then, one day in 2010, he woke up at a hotel in Austin, Texas, where he was attending South by Southwest. And he had had two gin and tonics the night before. And he woke up looking weathered, with bags under his eyes, a little overweight and kind of puffy all over. And he realized, man, you're just average. You're not really excelling at anything. You're living life at a six out of ten. You don't really try and push and be better and do more. You just skate along in moderate comfort, hardly increasing effort. At that moment, James decided to take 30 days off of drinking to see how he would feel. His results were pretty great. He slept better. He lost 13 pounds. He had more clarity, more focus more energy, his skin looked better overnight. And with this added focus and clarity, he decided to go audition for a job at ESPN and ended up getting that job as a host at ESPN. James naturally started to attract a much higher caliber person in his life. And he hasn't drank again since 2010 because he has felt so great. This inspired him to help other people quit and witness them completely transform their lives. The reason why it is so transformative is because once they stop drinking, they start doing other things. When you get rid of one bad habit, a whole host of other habits become available to you. It snowballs and becomes a lifestyle change and impacts your life for the better. If being a high performer is something that is important to you, then there are many reasons why you might consider going alcohol-free. I hear all kinds of advice and tools from successful high performers who recommend this and that, but rarely do they talk about what they avoid, what they stay clear of to ensure they stay at the top of their game. This needs to be part of the conversation more often. 
It's not all about adding stuff to our lives. It's also about taking things away. Take away the things that don't serve you and enhance the things that do. If drinking is so horrible and bad for you, then why do so many people do it? Well, first, it's ingrained in us from day one. We have been taught to celebrate with alcohol by some very smart marketers and the media. Decades ago, one clever marketer associated alcohol with fun and champagne with a celebration. Who says that champagne is what you have to drink when you celebrate? A marketer. A very clever marketer. Now you win a game, your kid is born, you get the job, and you drink a toxin that keeps you stressed and anxious. Who came up with associating beer with guys and camaraderie? Or cosmopolitans and fashionable women in the city? The idea they are selling is drink this product and you'll fit in and you'll be part of this tribe. Why do you think so many celebrities sell alcohol? They make it seem like you can be cool like P. Diddy or George Clooney or Justin Timberlake. When alcohol will not make you a cool celebrity, no matter how many shots you have. It actually has no benefit to you at all. Even the one glass of wine a day myth has been debunked. This is not true. The World Health Organization came out and said there is not one amount of alcohol that gives any benefit to you whatsoever. James shares that he grew up drinking and convincing himself that alcohol tastes good. People say, what about having a nice glass of red wine with friends? Who created the rule that you have to drink poison to have dinner with friends? Alcohol makes you sleep poorly, gives you wrinkles. People who drink have 42% more visible signs of wrinkles the next day than those who don't. Alcohol also makes you wake up feeling like crap and creates stress and anxiety. It creates withdrawal symptoms, so later on the next night, you're going to want to have a glass of wine or beer to seemingly reduce your stress or anxiety so you feel good. And then the cycle continues. Alcohol is an Arabic term, meaning body-eating spirit. We know alcohol literally eats away at you. That's why we call hard drink spirits. It's not good for you, even in moderation. James says people don't realize how alcohol is draining them financially. It's not about the cost of the liquor you are drinking. It's about the missed opportunities you have because you're operating at a 6 out of 10. When you're happier and more focused and energized, you make more money. You have more opportunities, and you start attracting a higher caliber person. Like attracts like, dear listeners. And we want to be sure we are attracting the kind of people who can enrich our lives. 
For me, alcohol was my best numbing agent. I used it for years to hide and escape from my pain, my stress, my dissatisfaction. Science shows that it's not healthy to not express your emotions and be vulnerable. Vulnerability, sharing, and opening up is far better than shutting down and just moving forward. When you aren't numbing and running, you can actually deal with life in a more positive and productive way. This has had the biggest impact for me. Going alcohol-free has, over time, allowed me to be more present and more connected in my life. Our friend James has some helpful tools to help you manage your alcohol-free life. I found these to be super helpful, especially when it comes to dating. Dating can be awkward and weird. So many people take the edge off with drinks, especially drinks on a first date. Many of us think of alcohol as a social lubricant, something that makes people more comfortable so they can feel safe being themselves and less insecure or worried. James reminds us that alcohol acts as a numbing agent so you don't have to feel awkward or insecure. So rather than you facing your insecurity or your loneliness, you would rather self-medicate and pour a poison in your body to numb your thoughts and your feelings. This is what millions and millions of people do every night. Instead of connecting with their friends or family or partner and being healthy, they sit down with a glass of wine and turn on the television. I was guilty of this. I spent years and years doing this every single day, drinking a bottle of wine a night. Can alcohol make you feel more confident? Sure. But at what cost? The cost is that you're never going to be happy with yourself and learn the communication skills you need to learn to have authentic vulnerable relationships. You will continue numbing yourself with this toxin and never really get to know anyone or communicate with anyone or be able to overcome your fears and insecurities. Instead, you just hide them and mask them and cover them up. I have empathy because I've gone through this myself. Instead, what you can do is go alcohol-free. And when people ask you to drink, don't make it a deprivation answer. That makes it a big deal. Instead, say, no, I'm good. I'm not drinking at the moment. You know, I've been feeling so good and I'm rolling with it. I'm going to get drunk on this soda water. I'm going to get wasted on this and I'm going to make it a night you will never forget, my friend. James says the key is to make it fun and enjoy it. Show that you're loving it. Say it with a smile on your face. Be self-deprecating. 
Don't make it a conversation about what you have cut out of your life. Make it a conversation about what you have gained as a result. More energy, better sleep, more clarity. The way with which you share you are alcohol-free matters more than the actual words you say. Sound enthusiastic and rewire your brain so you aren't depriving yourself. You are choosing your health. When it comes to dating, if you feel the pressure of needing to go drink somewhere, James suggests going for a daytime date instead. Suggest a daytime date and go for a walk. If you live in Dallas, Texas, you can go to White Rock Lake. It's the perfect place for this or the Katy Trail. For women who are being asked to go to a bar, let the person know you are alcohol-free. Let them know in a kind way. And if they have a problem with that, then they're not for you. Or say, thank you so much for inviting me out, but I'm not really a drinker. I'm alcohol-free, so maybe we could go for a walk or suggest another alternative. James says that what happens most often is the opposite. The other person will want to step up their game. They are most often inspired by the person not drinking and want to level up themselves. James gives great advice. He says, quit drinking for 30 days and see how you feel. Some people go back to drinking, but they go back at a far more moderate level than before. Many people try it and love it and keep on going. Some of his clients have been alcohol-free for over 10 years. As a person who has lived this I agree wholeheartedly. I wouldn't say this if it weren't true. And trust me, I really liked getting drunk. So if I can try it and love it, you can try it and love it too. It's not about getting to day 31 and saying, oh, goody, I get to drink. It's about seeing how you feel and cultivating your skills to see what you are truly capable of when you are operating at a 9 out of 10. The celebration is an alcohol-free lifestyle. Nature didn't intend for us to drink this man-made alcohol, I assure you. And the instant bonus is you get better looking because the toxins leave your skin. You're also less irritable. When you're alcohol-free, you feel good all the time and you wake up feeling good so you're less likely to snap at someone. Challenge yourself to cultivate those skills of social connection and vulnerability without alcohol and see what you are capable of. I promise you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Then we will both be operating at a 9 out of 10 making more money, and doing more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I am so excited to talk to you guys about this because it is the secret sauce. The secret sauce is no sauce. And there could not be a more tough critic than myself, previous alcohol worshiper. I am reformed, 
I am better for it and certainly more healthy. So try it out for yourself and see how you feel. Go alcohol-free for 30 days. Now you know why we drink to numb ourselves, how to avoid the cycle, and how to change the way you think about alcohol and live alcohol-free. To check out the full interview with James Swanick for all the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates from me, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe rate, and review this podcast. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.